Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Steph, how's it going? I am fantastic. How are you today, Heidi? I'm electric because I get to have you as this beautiful soul on this podcast. Today, you guys, I have a treat for you. This is my great friend, Steph German. She is a self-love and body image coach who specializes in helping sexual trauma survivors heal the connection to their bodies. Woo! Does, that sounds so amazing because it is. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I do some pretty amazing work. <laughs> it is. It, it, it actually is a beautiful thing because I know so many people who have survived from sexual trauma and are still trying to sort their way through this beautiful thing called life, which can be really scary when you've survived something like that. So you're doing amazing things in this world, and I'm so grateful to have you on the show today because we're going to talk about the topic of therapy versus coaching and... I get a lot of questions about this as you and I are now in the coaching space. I know that people always go, well, how is that different than therapy? And I'm so excited because you guys, Steph is actually both therapist and coach. So she is going to enlighten us today on the topic of therapy versus coaching. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I'm honored to be here and I can't wait to talk about this with you guys. Yeah, so where where should we start? Should we just jump in? Yeah, let's dive in. Let's 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 take it back a little ways because I want the people to really get to know you and how you got to this space of being able to bridge the gap between both. Can you tell us a little bit about your own junk to joy story of how, what was interesting to you about therapy, coaching, all that jazz? I know you've got a good one. Yeah. So, um, so I, I personally am a sexual trauma survivor and I've been in and out of therapy since I was about 10 years old. And essentially I, you know, as, as a kiddo, it was, you know, my mom would take me to therapy and everything. And I saw lots of different doctors throughout my life, but ultimately it was about me stepping into my own healing which led me to to my de- my degree and everything in my practice uh, in psychology. So it's it's kind of interesting because my my degree in psychology came from me just wanting to know more about myself. I'm completely fascinated with the human mind and human behavior and understanding why people do behave the way that they do. And ultimately, it it led me to psychology and eventually my my own healing led me to, to coaching. Ooh, so you, ulti- you got into, you got into therapy in the first place because of your own sexual trauma and you really wanted yes. to understand yourself better. It's, it's really interesting that you say that because I relate it back to in a different sense, my food and body struggles 
led me to the desire to want to work out on like this crazy um, level, this overwhelming level of I just want to be fit. I don't want to struggle with this anymore. And so as a result, I became a personal trainer and I became that because I wanted to help other people beat the odds beat the struggle, you know, which led me to coaching ultimately. But the same thing with you. uh, Originally, you just want to bring attention to why you struggled in the first place, and that became your career. It did, yep. So it's just kind of interesting, like, how it all unfolded. Like, I, I was so desperate for an answer as to why. Like, why do I feel so, so terrible all the time? Like, why am I so depressed? Why am I so anxious? You know, and ultimately, with my findings, helping other people understand why their behaviors are the way that they are. And um, it always came back to, oh, well, this person suffered from this kind of trauma. This person suffered from this kind of trauma. You know, whether it was the loss of a loved one or a terrible car accident when they were younger or when they first started driving, or maybe it was when they were already an adult and they had they had suffered some kind of trauma. So it always came back to, like, this, this pivotal moment in a lot of instances that they could kind of pinpoint and say, well, this is what I remember. And then from that point on, my life just changed. My life was just different. And then, you know, fill in the blank, I feel X, you know, and it just, it helped me get to that point of like, just having more understanding of why people behave the way that they do. And, you know, behavioral therapy is just, it's one of those modalities that we take the behavior and we say, okay, well, this is a behavior that's unmanageable and it's uh, self-destructive, whatever your behavior is, and then we work to try and change that behavior. And it's just, it's a different kind of practice, but it ultimately, it's funny because I, you know, I ended up in, in coaching after, after I had done my own healing, but yeah. How did you find your way to, how, (laughs) how did you find your way from therapy to coaching in your own personal experience? Not necessarily right where we are right now as actual coaches, but in getting yourself a coach. What was the shift from therapy to coaching for you? Yeah, so it was it was when I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter. So specifically, at twelve weeks when you're pregnant, you go in and you find out the gender of your baby if you want to, Mm -hmm. right? And that that was like my pivotal moment (laughs) of finding out that I was going to have a baby girl. And like almost like this light inside of me said, "Oh my gosh, Steph, you're having this beautiful baby. You can't go on living the way that you're feeling." You, you have you have to set this new example for this human that you're bringing into the world. She deserves better and you deserve better for yourself. And it was just like this awakening inside of me that was like, oh my gosh, I feel like complete and total garbage. Like I need to change this, like for real. Like I really need to invest into my healing because I... I know that I can be better. I know that my daughter deserves better. I'm not, I'm not going to pass this generational trauma onto her. Oh, this and is such a biggie, Steph. You know, huge. This is such yeah. a biggie for so many people, especially because you and I both work with a lot of parents, a lot of parents, mm-hmm. and there is that mom guilt like that just does not match anything else out there, and I'm not a mom, but I'm an empath, which means I feel everything that people are feeling all the time. And I can't tell you the number of times I've sat with women. Yeah, just wanting to do so much more for their children. And the moment when that light bulb goes on, that is, whoa, I am the role model demonstrating everything emotionally and physically for my child that I've got to own my emotional being and state and not fake it till you make it. It's 
truly okay. transform so that everything that I am existing and embodying translates to that little human. It's so powerful. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You're so welcome. And it's so important that we're creating this model if we are parents and even just as normal humans, right? As regular humans walking this earth, it's like we can model a better example for the people around us, for the people that are closest to us. And in order to do that, we really have to step into, you know, the, the shadow part of ourselves because it, there's, there's this pendulum, right? With light and darkness and you can't have the light without the darkness. And the further you go into the dark, the further you'll be able to get into your light. And it's a scary place to be. And that's exactly where I was. I, I kind of saw my darkness, my shadow self for what I was really carrying with me and what I wanted to release. And it was just this amazing awakening and I gotta tell you Heidi I was so scared <laughs> I was yeah. I was just like beyond belief scared to dive into this portion of healing so what I did is I hadn't got into coaching yet so I had no idea that coaches even existed back then what happened is like okay when you find when you go to search for a therapist it's it's, it's a lot of homework it's a lot of work because what happens is you end up pulling all these different therapists right okay what is their what is their modality? What type of therapist are they? You know, are they a psychiatrist? Are they going to be prescribing me medications? Um, do I want a behavioral therapist? Do I want, uh, you know, do I want a, a counselor, a, mar a family and um, marriage counselor? You know, those types of things. There's lots of different kinds of therapists. And just like you make friends with certain types of people, you'll get along with certain therapists. So you've got to find one that's right for you. And it's really similar to coaches. Somebody's coaching style may just not quite fit who who you are. And it's the search for a therapist is the same way. So what I ended up doing is I found a postpartum wellness clinic. And Ooh. the therapist that, yes, and the therapist that I see now is a, a postpartum wellness therapist, a postpartum therapist. So she works with, you know, parents and, and things of that sort that are that are struggling and, and having you know uh, you know needing some mental health care so I found her and it was just an instant click and I gotta tell you it was a journey to find her I had tried a few other different therapists before I found her and it just you know it's like interview over and over again and I gotta tell you, that's another hard thing is when you start therapy or when you start coaching you do have to tell your story over and over and over again yeah yep but finding the right therapist was absolutely crucial to my own healing journey can I just say and, something real quick in there thank course, you for yeah. bringing up this point because I know that a lot of people listening either have been to a therapist or are going right now and I cannot tell you the number of people who have told me they just don't hear me. They're not helping me, but they continue to go to this person thinking that it's the right thing to do because my insurance covers it, or this is just uh -huh. the person that I was referred to. I don't know where else to go. But I love this point that if you're, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, stick with the person that's helping you shift and change. Be honest with yourself about if they're providing you support. And sometimes it's hard to hear our own, our own reality. But if you're really not feeling that connection, then it's okay to try again. Make the yeah, shift to another person. Yes, absolutely. It's okay to say, you know, it's like it's like any new relationship when you go on a date. Yeah. If it if the spark isn't there, the spark isn't there, and it's okay to say, mm, I don't think you're the right person for me. I yeah. need to keep looking. 
Absolutely. Like, yep. You're not going to hurt their feelings. You're not going to, you know, they, you're, you're trying to heal and it's important what feels good for you on your healing journey, coach, therapist, or anything in between or on either end of the spectrum. It has to feel good. It's the same thing in our coaching as well. You know, Steph and I just graduated with 50 women from our coaching certification, and every single one of those women is different. We all have different backgrounds, experiences, different things that we're excited about, different pain points that we've been through. And I can tell you right now, if a woman comes to me or a man with sexual trauma, you better believe that I'm going to turn them around and go, Hey, you know what? Steph's your girl. This is your girl. Because it's not about getting all the clients. It's about finding the ones that are the right fit for you and the client. And I love that we have a community that's, you know, just full of different mindsets and and soul sets and personalities that can serve hundreds of thousands of people in doing this work. So thanks for making it clear that there is an option. There's options for you guys. So many options. And it can be daunting to do the legwork and finding the right person that's going to help you in the way that you need help. But it's so, the juice is worth the squeeze. Like, I just want to say that the juice is so worth the squeeze when you find that person clicks and gets you and understands your pain and understands exactly where you want to be, where you want to go. That's, that's completely priceless. And it's so worth the squeeze when you find that person, Uh. you know? Yeah. And talking to somebody like yourself, Heidi, or myself, like, like Heidi just said, we have so many resources we know these people and even therapists that you go to they'll know if you tell them like I don't think you're the right fit for me but this is what I'm looking for do you know anybody that fits that profile Mm -hmm. chances are they're going to have a whole list of references for you right so let's let's dive into the topic I know everybody's probably eager to know yes (laughs) so what's the real difference between why would I go to a coach versus a therapist or vice versa what is What's the nitty-gritty of it? Can you break it down for us? Yes. So the nitty-gritty, and this goes into when I got my first coach. So when I got my first coach, it was actually my husband's business coach. And um, I, yes, I actually helped my husband with his businesses too. So he's a real estate investor, and I kind of helped him with some back-end things. And he got a business coach, and I started talking to her, and it was interesting because as I was talking to her about my husband and everything and his business and his real estate stuff, she she just so quaintly and you know just so gently said, "Steph, you you seem like you're not passionate about real estate. What are you passionate about?" And she like totally threw me for a loop. <laughs> oh. Yes, and you know, I was I was still working my corporate job and everything, which I still am, and I'm not, you know, a, an active therapist or anything like that. So it's just kind of like I I fell into this slump of just surviving. And here's the pivotal difference that I feel is from therapy to coaching. Coaches help you get to where you want to go. They help you understand what your purpose is, the type of person that you are always meant to be. And therapy nurtures the way that you are based on past experiences. Mm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's the big difference. Now, both therapists and coaches will meet you exactly where you're at. Therapists will help you understand how you got there, and coaches will help you get out of it. Ooh, that's so juicy. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's really kind of the you know, the peanut butter jelly, um, you know, basic stuff of it, you know, therapists, uh, another 
something that you and I had talked about a little bit is therapists will place a label, a reason why, an identity on your behaviors, right? So that's how therapists are, are, are trained and educated is there is a diagnosis for behavior. Mm -hmm. There's a label, there's an identity. So for me, my examples are throughout my life from different therapists, I was always diagnosed with, you know, a disorder of some kind. So over the years, I've been diagnosed with bipolar, I've been diagnosed with depression, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, I've been diagnosed with uh, dissociative identity disorder. These are all labels for behavior, Mm. plain and simple. So if you were to open the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, you would find, you know, pages, hundreds and hundreds of pages of different identities and labels of, you know, combined behaviors that therapists and, you know, all different kinds of, you know, mental health professionals have identified over a hundred years. Coaches don't use any of that. We rip the identities to shreds. If yeah. you don't want it, we say, okay, what do you want? What do you see yourself as? Who do you, who, who do you show up as in the future? What does that feel like? Yeah, what do you believe that, that that is? That creator-destroyer yeah. mentality. We as humans, yes. we can create anything we desire and we can destroy anything that we desire. And I know from <laughs> our coaching practice, we've also learned too that humans love identities, which is probably why back yes. in the day when you know psychology was evolving and all these super smart people were putting all these books together of labeling, labeling, labeling. We love to label ourselves as things. And the second that we attach to that identity, it's like we refuse to let it go because that validates that this is what it is. I can blame every single thing on this piece of me instead of releasing that identity and healing from it. And I think that this, a big one for people yes. is I have anxiety. I'm, I am an anxious person. I am an anxious person, yes. mm-hmm. you know, and instead of, and they, people love to attach to, I am anxious. I am anxious. I am anxious. You're not anxious. Yep. Release the identity. At times you experience the feeling of anxiety, anxiety right? Yes. That's, that was huge. Yeah. When I was explaining that for the first time, I was like, wow, Anxiety only gets to be an identity if you allow it to consume your being. Yes, exactly. And that's something that I tell my clients all the time is you are not your trauma. It's a piece of what made you who you are. Yes, but it's just one tiny piece, Mm. you know, and not that it didn't have a huge impact because it did. And what happened was awful and terrible and not okay. And the person that you are is beautiful because of it. And we get to step out of it and become whoever you want. Like you said, the creator and the destroyer. Now, one thing I do want to point out is there is validity in these, these labeling a person with a disorder. Because during the healing process, if you're going to therapy, it allows us to look at something and say, oh my gosh, there is a reason. Hmm. There is something that, that specifies that I am this way because of X. It gives us hope. It gives us it gives us something tangible to say, look, I'm not crazy, not I'm not broken. Like there's a reason I am the way that I am and there's actually a name for it too. And that gives us something to grab onto that almost pulls us through that mud, that darkness mm-hmm. so that we can begin to see the light. That's so true. And then, sorry, what were you going to say, Heidi? No, I just said that's that's very true. And, and I love that you're bringing this up too because 
<laughs> the one thing that I want everybody listening to know is that we are not we are not saying don't seek therapy, only do coaching. We just wanted to bring to the forefront the fact that they are different. And there's areas of overlap, certainly, but therapy yes. has its its purpose and coaching has its purpose. And clearly from your junk to joy story, it's been great to have a combination of both. It's taken you to this oh. place where you're at now where it's just so freeing and so healing and it's just such a beautiful thing that paired together you've been able to be where you're at now but there is a there is a quite a significant difference in what both offer so that's what we wanted to really bring to the forefront and you know Steph I was thinking about this too the the thing I used to go to therapy for body image issues and the one thing that I remember is I always felt great when I left because inevitably I would cry or do uh, cry usually, and I always felt that emotional release, and it's so good that that space can provide that emotional release of moving your energy, but I never felt fully transformed, and I always felt like it was question, 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 but I never really felt like I got the answers to move to a new space. I got to be and feel in the space that I had been existing in for years and understand where all of a lot of my body image things came from, but I s- couldn't help myself find the answers to growth. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, that absolutely sounds familiar. You know, one thing that is similar about coaching and therapy is that we provide a safe space for people to just show up as they are. In so many instances, the society that we live in don't give us that safe space to just release and truly, you know, just emote what it is that we're feeling inside. And it's, you know, that's one of the big similarities between therapy and coaching. And the fact that you that you said that you always felt better, but you feel like you still needed something more, like you wanted to just, you wanted to feel that way all the time, right? You yeah. wanted to feel that way, or at least more so, right? Where one thing I want to segue into is like, you know, a healing is not linear. We're going to have good days and bad days. That's just life in general, but we get to show up better. And that is the difference between therapy and coaching is that coaching helps take that release from whatever it is that we released. We create space to build on and we say, okay, now, now that we know that you're, this is what you're releasing, right? We can, we can almost name it, whether you're releasing unworthiness or you're releasing the fact that, you know, our, how you are now and that's beautiful right acceptance is a is a big one and we say okay well now what do we get to do now that we have this beautiful space as a coach you this is what I would ask a client now that we have this beautiful space and you've emoted this beautiful feeling in this space how do you want to show up who who do you want to be what are we going to create today mm-hmm. it's like the next right? the next level like you said moving through and actually creating who you want to be instead of continuing to focus on where the issues were stemming from because it's one thing to be aware and go oh that makes sense why I'm behaving this way because I was over here dealing with all these things but then yep. the coaching is okay now that we know that let's just recognize and accept that and let's move through to the next version of ourselves that we get to be. Exactly. Because we don't want to ruminate on the past. You know, that's where depression stems from. As if we if we can't break free from the past, we'll get depressed and we'll kind of like circulate in this dark, heavy space. Right? So like you just said, in coaching, we'll recognize that heavy feeling, we'll acknowledge it, and we send it love 
right? From that, from that channeling space that we just released, right? We create love, acceptance, compassion for that part of us that feels that way and move forward. The other thing that I recognized Um, about coaching is that I always felt sitting in the client chair with my therapist that she was never allowed to really share or relate. That wasn't her job. And while the majority of time in coaching, the focus is 100% on our work clients, there are moments where we get to be in the journey with them and grow with them yes. and share our personal experiences if it's valid to say, I understand where you're at. Let me share a little bit about about my story. And it feels so much better when you're in that partnership of someone understanding your trauma or behavior or whatever so yeah. that you don't feel like you're just wrong or bad for doing it. And while therapists yeah. certainly validate that there's nothing wrong with you. There's never that type of connection that you can have in a coaching space from my experience. Yes, yes. and I'm so glad you brought this up, Heidi, because in, in therapy, when you're practicing to become a psychologist or a psychiatrist of some kind or a counselor, sharing personal anecdotes about yourself is a big therapy no-no. Right. And that's something that I learned in my training is like, you don't want to relate to your patient in that way. Just, you know, you're creating a, a, a professional to patient relationship. Right. Right. And so it is a big no, no to, to share a personal, personal anecdotes about yourself just to maintain that relationship. But to your point in coaching, it is a much more, it's a deep relationship because we share our personal relationships. I feel like that's what makes really good coaches is that they can relate to their clients in that way, right? Yeah. They're not patients. I relate to back clients. to like, yeah. I know you and I were talking about it the other night um, when we were having girls night. <laughs> On our, on our graduation weekend was, and I know that this isn't the perfect analogy, but in some senses, I think people will relate to the fact that a football coach, a lot of them, not in all instances, but a lot of them have been former football players or they, uh-huh. they, yeah. they've been announcers or they really get the game. They know how to run the plays that provide yes. wins for their players. Uh-huh. They have the yep. playbook, the toolbox the things that they've seen and experienced themselves over and over and over and over again so that when somebody comes and these things come up, while it's a very personal, personalized experience, there's a lot of the tools, there's a lot of the plays that we can run and different plays if we experience a loss to win again, whereas if that player was to break their leg, that coach may have had a broken leg before and they can say, oh man, I know how it feels to, to ride the bench for a couple of weeks, but they can't fix the broken leg. And sometimes when the wound is extremely deep, we need to know those anecdotes, those diagnoses to put the cast on. And that's where the therapy comes in, right? But once you're healed, let's transition over to that coach who can help you run the win plays. Exactly. The doctor will take the x-rays and say, yep, you have a broken leg. And then, you know, the the physical therapist will tell you, well, these are the exercises that will help you start to get better. And then coach is there to lift them up and keep them motivated and tell them, you know, here's what you can do. Here's what we can do to get you better. You know, it's, there's, you need both in many instances. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a time and a place for everything. This is so good. And, um, one of the questions that I just want to, that I want to kind of wrap up on here is I asked you earlier, well, if coaching has the power to transition us into the person that we desire to be and not, um, 
kind of stay in the area of the wounding and the trauma, why aren't more why aren't more therapists integrating coaching? Why aren't they using coaching practices? Because they don't know about it yet. Plain and simple, the books that are written to train therapists were, were written by, you know, originating therapists like Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. Yeah. And they didn't have these types of coaching practices back then. And now we're learning, you know, from people like Dr. Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. that are that are testing the brain's malleability through meditation and seeing that, oh, wow, you can change a person's behavior through meditation. You can change a person's behavior through feeling into something that you desire. And it's it's fascinating science. It truly is. It's so fascinating. And this is this is a huge reason why I became a coach. Not that I find therapy invalid because it 100% is. I yeah. truly believe yes, that it absolutely. helps, you know, millions and millions of people every day. And this is why coaching is necessary too because it takes somebody who is on that healing journey and says, hey, look, you can change if you want to change. Just make the choice and feel into it. Mm. And that's, that's the part that therapy is missing. Therapy is giving all of these beautiful things like understanding and, you know, giving somebody an identity to cling on to while they are coping through their, through their pain and their trauma. And then coaches are saying, well, wait, who do you want to be? Who do you get to be? What, what would you do if you didn't have this pain? What would you, how would you want to feel? Like, how, how do you want to feel? How do we get there? Let's do this together. Let's make it through the struggle together because we can. 100% feeling into the result that we want. Feeling Mm -hmm. into the result that we want is such a beautiful space. And I'm so glad that you and I get to provide this safe space for so many people to grow from their trauma. It's, it's such a joy. And I know that we're both so passionate about it. It's, it's a really exciting time. And I just want to end on a couple of fun questions for you. Well, first of all, how can people find you? Because I know after this conversation, they're going to want to be connected to you so much. How can they find you? What do you have going on? Okay, so they can find me at my website, www.stephgermancoaching.com. I've got lots of fun freebies on there. I've got a meditation library. I've got a three-day self-care challenge on there, uh, all free. And they can connect with me through there as well. My social media uh, buttons are on there as well as uh, a message board where they can send me a message. But otherwise, I'm super active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is um, Steph the German, uh, just like my last name, the, the language speaking German. <laughs> so, so yeah, but uh, that's where they can find me the most. I do have a Facebook page too uh, for my business, Steph German Coaching on Facebook. So that's where that's where they can find me, message me, consume all my content, meditate, all the good stuff. Oh, you guys go get it. She is epic in this space and you're going to want, I can't even believe all the amount of freebies that she has going on for you. So take advantage (laughs) of that. And also if this has resonated with you, sign up for her coaching. It will change your life. And then Steph, I have two closing questions that I ask all my guests. So are you ready? I am so ready. Okay, Steph, what is the one thing that you love most about yourself? Oh, that I love most about myself. I love how compassionate I am. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that I have a true gift when it comes to sharing emotional space with other people. And I love that about myself. I, I love that I'm so compassionate. I love that about you too. You really are one of the most compassionate people I've ever met in my entire life. I love that. Oh, so thank much. you, Heidi. And then the last question is how 
would you describe the feeling of joy? Oh, for me, the feeling of joy is open heart space and kind of like a lightness in my tummy. And when I picture it, like if I picture myself in a state of joy, I'm outside and the sun is shining on my face and I'm running on the beach, just playing in the waves. And I just feel complete freedom. And it's just, I feel so open and, uh, yeah, that's what joy feels like to me. Oh, I love hearing people describe their joy. It's so beautiful. I often close my eyes and I'm just there with you. It's a cloudy day here in California, so I was feeling that sun on my face, and I'm going to manifest that coming into my life. <laughs> yes, you know, it's cloudy here in Hawaii today, too, so, you know, we'll we'll manifest some sunshine. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Steph, thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm just so obsessed with you and your message and your work, so I appreciate you taking the time out today to help us understand that difference between therapy and coaching. Thanks so much. Oh, of course. It was such a pleasure. It's the, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for having me in this space. Um, the work that you do is so wonderful, and I love that you have this podcast. It's so amazing. So thank you for having me. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.